Welcome to Unchain Your Inner Strength Podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Our worldwide guests share their journeys, expertise, and most valuable business and mindset tools to help you succeed in life and in business. I am your host, Maria C. Krause, mindset and business mentor, and the founder and owner of Unchain Your Inner Strength Podcast and online magazine. My life's passion is helping new and aspiring entrepreneurs get their business off the ground, set up effective business and mindset strategies to start working with your soul clients and grow revenue. If you want to have a chat, you can find me on all the social media platforms under my name, Maria C. Krause, or check out my website for freebies and updates on new courses, www.mariacrause.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode on Chain Your Strength. Today's special guest, we have Jess Critchlow. Hi, Jess. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for letting me come and play with you today. I'm so excited. I was like, you got this amazing energy. I think we've, like, we've been chatting since the moment we started chatting. It's kind of been like, oh, yeah, I think you could be my soul sister. It's uh, a pity that you're so far away. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's been so natural. I know. I know. Well, one day, one day we'll hug in person. One, it'll we happen. Put it out. <laughs> Jess is a confidence coach. And Jess, can you share a little bit with everybody what do you do and how did you get started? Yes. So I, I'll, I'll give you the short version and we can dig in as, as things are relevant. So I started my career in, uh, in corporate, you know, I had my business suits, my button up shirt. And, um, I started working in mostly male dominated industries, like engineering tech in learning and development. So that's basically a corporate way of like training and supporting leaders with their teams, their team projects, making sure shorthand is making sure people didn't hate coming to work. That was sort of the thing I was working on, um, with a few different companies. And then, I, um, I loved it actually. I'm not self-employed cause I hate corporate. Like I, I had a great time. Um, but I decided about 10 years. 10 years. I was in corporate for 10 years. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, about four years ago, I life circumstances, I have young kids. So that was a big reason for me not to want to go into an office for eight, nine, 10 hours a day. And I, the pace of corporate never suited me. The like, always producing, always on. I'm a sprinter, not a marathoner. So that, that <laughs> like fit that. the self-employed model much more, right? Of like being able to do a launch and then chill and no one like giving you the side eye or, you know, anyway. So I then went into self-employed work, working, doing what I did in corporate, but self-employed. So working with leaders and small businesses around uh, their team dynamics or interpersonal skill training. And then I've since in the last six months, started working with individuals again on their confidence at work, their interpersonal skills at work. Um, because here's what I've seen. I've been doing this for almost 15 years and I haven't yet found anyone who doesn't have the career they want doing the work they want to do because of their actual technical skills. There's millions of amazing graphic designers out there. Their design skills are not what is holding them back. It's their confidence. It's their interpersonal skills. It's the soft stuff. You can always get better at the technical, and I think you should always focus on that. 
That's not what's holding you back though. And so that's why I sort of, I got to do that in corporate and I've, I've added that back into my self-employed work as well. And it's just, oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> I just love it. Just, can I ask you a question? Because you said that is that confidence. Don't you think on some way it, it is related or having that kind of pure pressure job and having somebody, you know, telling you what to do and constantly that people kind of lose their confidence when it comes to their own skills? <sighs> yes is the short answer. Because here's, here's what I've seen, especially for anyone who's in, um, in more of a corporate role where there's a power hierarchy. Yes, on that you can, do, you can do all the inner work in the world. You can work on your mindset. You can work, you can have a meditation practice. You can have all these self-care practices. You can focus on the inner game of confidence. And at the end of the day, you are still a social creature. So in the work that I do with people, we look at confidence in three different sort of, I guess, parts of their life. So one is the inner game. It is the like your self-worth, how you show up, how you deal with your fears, all of that stuff. But that's only one of three. The second one is the interpersonal skills, how you show up, how you can improv when someone asks you a question you didn't prepare for instead of letting it shake you. What are the kind of hacks to be able to answer that on the spot and, and project your ideas in the way you want? Presentation skills. So we look at that. And then the last piece is the support. So you can't be confident in a vacuum. Like you do need cheerleaders and champions and mentors. And when there's people like, so, so to get back to your question, for those people who are in a toxic environment, because that is true for, for many people, whether it's corporate or self-employed, it might be a client for in a self-employed role. Mm -hmm. Really, one of the things you have to be super clear on is your boundaries. You have to have 100% clarity on what is okay and what is not okay for people to treat, for people to treat you. And if someone is stepping on your boundaries and you've had a grown-up conversation with them and told them what is okay and not okay, and they're still doing it, you it's still up to you. You have to take action. You have to take it, depending on your situation. I'm not saying quit when your rent is due tomorrow. That might not be it, but then maybe <laughs> your set, your part job is finding a new job. Maybe it's getting a side hustle. Maybe it's getting your business together, but you, you, you can't be confident in a vacuum. It's not something that exists in your head. That's only like, that's a part of it for sure, mm -hmm. but it's, it is bigger than that. And so if you are feeling like there's a boss or a client or a spouse for some of some people, someone who is, is chipping away at it, that's not, they are chipping. Like that's not in your head. That is yeah. happening. So yeah, you yeah. need to, <laughs> you need to solve that. Like, Does I would that make sense? Would, no, absolutely. Like when I'm talking about like confidence, yeah. like a lack of confidence on, from both sides. Cause the person who asks you, you know, who doesn't know how to ask you for something, you know, that bosses you around in a more in a mm. authoritarian way. I think that's a lack of confidence yes. on their behalf as well. So that shows that they're a hundred percent, you know? So, but I love how you mentioned when you have an adult conversation with somebody, that is the, yeah. I think that is the key. Yeah which is very hard for a lot of people because yeah. they don't know how to communicate. So everything kind of leads into yeah. an argue or it leads into those voice. I raise my voice a little bit higher or not raise my voice a little bit higher and mm. see who's got the last word, which is kind of what children do. Don't we, when we're kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. My three-year-old <laughs> yells at me all the time. Or we're yeah. working on it. But I think, you know, I think one thing I would say, and I 
want people to be really mindful of how they're defining confidence for themselves because I don't know when this happened, but at some point we decided confidence meant totally cool, totally composed, no nerves, no anxiety, like just cool as a cucumber. That's not confidence. That's not how I've seen it. That's Mm -hmm. complacency. And I love complacency. I I plan for that because it feels good and easy and I like it. It's just not confidence. Confidence is sweaty palms and racing heart and nerves and having to figure out the stories in your head so that that doesn't mean you're not confident. It just means you're about to do something important. That's okay. Like don't, don't confuse those two that, that like that feeling like nerves, blood rushing, that doesn't mean you're not confident. Don't make that story up about that reaction. Just means you're doing something brave. That's okay. Jess, I have never heard anybody put it on that way though. Because I, before we started the podcast, I said that it was like a certain things that I'm not. You know, I feel like I still feel nervous, right. and I'm like, okay, I'm about to take that action, and I still feel nervous. I get those butterflies, or I'm like, oh, my hands are yeah. shaking, and that's why I go back and I'm like, okay, what do I have to work on myself to become more confident at that? Because I feel that that's the part. But you know, like on the other hand, I'm also the type of person that I'll just go and do it. And then, okay, whatever happens, happens, you know, I'll figure out after. Yeah. But, but I love how you say that you don't have to be all common because that, that is a very thin line as well as then they teach us when you become confident, like somebody's yelling at you and you're supposed to be all calm and chill. And mm. I'm like, no, it doesn't mean you have to yell back at them, but you have to you're supposed to open your, open your mouth or, you know, stand out your ground, as you said, put boundaries as well. Oh yeah. And even, you know, I think something we, we forget. So I did, I'll give you a good example from, from me. So I did a TEDx talk last year and the feedback that I got from a lot of the people I shared it with was, wow, you're so confident on stage. Let me be really clear. I was pacing backstage before I went on, like dripping sweat from my palms. I legit was like, don't throw up. Just don't throw up on like, don't throw up backstage. That's gross for everyone. Like I was not, <laughs> you know, I was not just like wandering around swanning off on the stage. No. Cause it was important to me. The thing I was talking about was really important to me. And so I was nervous. And what I kept saying to myself as I was pacing was, of course I feel this way. I'm about to do something important. Of course I feel this way. I'm about to do something important. Cause here's what we, here's the other thing we forget. And I know, I know you will, you are with me on this. Cause I know I still do this. The physiological response to nervousness and excitement are the same. Are the same. The same. Same. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sweaty palms, blood rushing, pit in your stomach, um, blood rushing to your head, feeling a little like a little lightheaded, really narrow focus. Same. That's the same when you're in a lineup for a roller coaster as when you're about to fire an employee. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. argue get excited about firing an employee. That makes you a sociopath. But <laughs> the point is like of how you're interpreting those symptoms, like those responses. It does, you don't have to make up the story that it's like, I'm not ready and I'm scared and this is terrible and it's worse. It can be, yeah, okay, I'm all jacked up. I'm about to do something. All right. Oh my God. I, I just say it's, it's, it's interesting that you mention it because it's that. It's a certain things. I was just doing a few videos outside, right? 
and I'm very good at doing mm-hmm. video. But it's some days, you know, your head just gets on the way, whatever. Someday I am, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. And yeah. then I start getting that rush. You know, I start getting that rush in my stomach, and I'm just like, again, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm running oh, yeah. around. I'm running around in, in my back garden. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get the motion higher so I can get like more exciting. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Yes, exactly. I love it. And that's exactly the feeling I got. It was like, again, I was like, okay, we got that. I'm ready to do this. And then the video was just like that. I did three on the road that was just like so simple. And I was like, here we go, you know. But as you said, it's that part, the excitement, the fear and the excitement are the same feeling. Yeah. You know, and I... I run a six-week program called The Confidence Project, but I'll let you in on a little secret. I don't actually focus on increasing, like in, in calming your nervous system and making you show up like laissez-faire and just like, whatever. I can. The whole six weeks is about being, obviously building awareness of what's going on in your head. And the other thing is just, is, is legit all about doing it anyways. That's all. Like, that's really all it is, which I love about you. Cause you're like, I think I'm going to throw up. Oh, well, I'll do the sales call anyways. Like, you know, <laughs> that's, that's what I work on people to get to is like, I feel like I'm going to be sick. I'm hitting send. Like, yeah. Uh, for some people, it's so hard to do the action when you feel that. And you are like, I love that. You're like, this is so hard. Okay. I'll go. I'll do it. I'm sure as an entrepreneur and also from working corporate and everything, you know, the thing that scares you the most is the one that is going to teach you the most. It's the thing mm-hmm. that is going to push you forward. Cause if, if you don't do it, then you'll never know. I'm like, there, there was something beautiful. I watched that movie again yesterday. What is it? What Rex Manning's day. And it's like this kids in a, in a record store. I can't remember, but um, he said something about, you know, his boss is about to kill him because he took some money. He was like, I do not regret the things that I've done, but I regret the things that I do not have done. And I'm like, that I haven't done. And I was mm. like, that is amazing. Because you do. Like, the things you've done, you know, they're done already. But there's so many things you could be doing that you're afraid of that it can bring you to another level in your life, another level of yourself, on your business, in your life personal, in everything now. A hundred percent. And you know, I'm glad you said the word afraid because here's what I've seen. And this is especially in corporate where we get so we, we are social creatures. So we get so kind of lost in that, in that world. But I very rarely hear people be self-aware enough to know it's fear. Um, right. It's, it's like, well, I just, I'm a perfectionist or, well, I just, I'm really, I'm really a control freak. I just want it all done really well. Or, well, but there's 720 reasons why I shouldn't do it. Right. It's always logic, perfectionism, defensiveness. It's all of these things. And really it's exactly what you said. It's, this feels uncomfortable because it's big and it's scary. So I'm going to, my brain's going to give me a nice way to not do it, but that'll sound good. Well, I'm a perfectionist, so yeah. I can't hit send. It's like, but, but you, see that, you <laughs> see that in, in the coaching industry. Like you see people saying like, oh, I'm mm. an introvert. So, but the fact that I'm an introvert. Yes. You know, and, and, and you're automatically putting yourself in a box. And I'm like, no, we choose what we want to do. Like we, who we want to be. If you choose to be an introvert, then you choose that. But don't automatically, you know, put yourself in that box when yeah. you can actually choose to do something else. Um, yeah. 
is this that fear? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way, but you're exactly right. There's like this label we give ourselves because it feels safer. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 so I was yeah. talking to you just before, because we were talking about that moment when you hit that button or when you were like finding, you're like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I mentioned it to you. I was like, my biggest fear was like, oh, it was selling. It's selling. You know, it was selling on when yeah. it comes to my services because I had put in my head that I was, I was terrible at doing sales. But that's what, that's the thing that I kept telling myself. I'm like, mm. I'm great at selling for other people, but I'm terrible at selling for myself. So that's what I've been kept telling myself over and over again. Yeah. Like, okay but why i'm like why are you terrible at selling you're not actually even trying you're not even giving your chance to try because you're already mm. putting that block and yourself what, <clears throat> like what do you find works for you when you have that story of i'm not good at that or well that's just not for me like what do you find works for you to just get like keep moving anyway to keep moving, just, just go and try it. It's just like, I think everything is about practice. And it's like, okay, if I try it with one person, mm-hmm. maybe let's say I tried it with one person that I didn't really, there wasn't really a much alignment there, but I was like, okay, I'll try it, see if they want to buy something of mine, you know? And then, and then I keep practicing, I keep practicing, I mm-hmm. keep practicing. And I think it's that, it's just getting over it. And just, I said it to you earlier, I was like, even in that moment, every time I try, I still get that nervous feeling. I still get those butterflies. I still get hands. Yeah. You know, like you said, sweaty palms, the whole feeling. I still get it. But I'm like, okay, well, if we don't try it, we'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that too. I think so, so many of us want there to be um, like a way to think your way through. Like, well, if I fill out enough worksheets that I find online, I'll no longer, I'll know how to do sales and I won't be nervous anymore. And that's not, fortunately, because <laughs> I wish that was the option. It doesn't seem to work that way. And it, it doesn't mean I don't think you should be thoughtful and be intentional about what you do, but it does mean you have to just do it. Like the best analogy is if you're training for a marathon, yes, you have a strategy and you probably have a little calendar up, maybe a little spreadsheet, but you still have Mm -hmm. to put on your damn sneakers and get out there. Like you still have to run Mm -hmm. and it's the same. Like, yeah, be thoughtful and intentional and do it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Do the thing. (laughs) And I think, you know, the other thing I see, um, maybe you see this as well. I'm curious. To me, a lot of the work I actually do, even though I don't talk about this, is, is about self-trust. I think what I've seen is the most quote-unquote confident people or the ones who take action, it's not that they're less nervous. It's more just they trust that when they screw it up, not even if, but when they mess it up, they'll, they'll fix it. They'll figure it out. They'll apologize, they'll, whatever the thing is. And that, that's another thing that I... I work on a lot with my clients. I don't, I don't call it that. I don't tell them, Hey, I'm going to work with you on your self-trust. Cause they'll be like, what is, I don't know what that means. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's a lot of it is, is like when you screw it up. Cause it's when, not if, then what, what skills do you have that you can then bring in to fix it and clean it up and keep moving? Um, and I feel like you, I don't know, there's something about you that you seem to have a well of trusting yourself and, and trusting your abilities. I think I'm kind of brainless sometimes, Jess. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, go do it. 
I love it though. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> overthinking is gonna is your enemy every time. Every it, time it is. But you even with your, whatever the thing is, with everything, you end up talking yourself out of doing something. And then you're like, oh, okay. And and you said it earlier, it's like you put all these excuses. You put, okay, I'm a perfectionist, or I'm this, mm-hmm. or I'm that, or I'm the next, and then. If that was the case, I would have never started a business myself. I'm like, I'm OCD, you know what I mean? So things that they, and I had yeah. to learn that the hard way because I'm like, things didn't work, weren't working out the same, the way that I wanted at the beginning, but I had to learn and had mm. to learn to let go as well. But that yeah. trusting yourself is very, it's, I think it's a very, very important skill to have that it's very um, forgotten. No, we're mm. there like, yeah, build confidence, this and that. And we forget that it's like, okay, trust in what you're doing, trust in your power yeah yeah and unfortunately from what i've seen it is a chicken and egg like there isn't any i don't think you can build a lot of self-trust until you do have until you need it almost until you do mess up and have to figure it out and fix it and clean it up and then at the end of that whole horrible process you go okay the world didn't end i'm all right i like okay like you start to build the muscle unfortunately after you need it yeah <laughs> but yeah. you know you can that's a whole part of the fun really but I love, I love how you say it. it's like you turn around at the end and you're like okay everything is done it's fixed nothing was broken nobody got hurt you know and that, yeah. the, for me that's the main thing as long as, as long as nobody gets hurt that's the main thing if it happens mm-hmm. sometimes it happens because it's human nature yeah and you know, as well and you can't avoid it yeah but, uh, but I mean, physically harm. It's like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not going to take up knife throwing at like a random crowd and think like, oh, if I mess up my aim, it'll be fine. No, <laughs> you know, that kind of, no. But you know, there is two, two, I guess, tools that might be useful if anyone's like, yeah, but like, how do I? There's two things I always use with my clients. So one is when you have that block, whatever it is, whether it shows up as perfectionism, defensiveness, victim, and like whatever the thing is that's stopping you from doing it, stopping you from getting in action. One is just like fact, just get curious. Be like, okay, do I have any evidence that that is true? Like if the fear, if the thing is, well, if I hit send and there's a spelling mistake, like people will unsubscribe and they'll no longer buy from me. Do you have any evidence that that is true? Mm-hmm. Usually the answer is no. And if it's yes, then, then the next question is, okay. And how am I acting when I believe that is true? Like, what am I doing? And is that serving me? Yes or no? Just really get curious and clarify what's happening with you with, with that story you have. That's, that's one thing I always recommend my clients do. And the other thing I do is follow the trail, basically. Okay, if I start my project on, and quit my corporate job and, you know, and start my self-employed work, um, it might be a complete disaster and I'll never make any money. Okay, mm-hmm. potentially, yes. So what happens then? If that happens, like you start it, you lose all your money. What then? Well, I guess I go back and get a corporate job okay so yeah cool yeah not any further behind right (laughs) like thought like actually get curious about it figure out is there any basis for that fear and and if that fear comes true great what happens then what would you do building that self-trust muscle right so that's just some thoughts i have that if anyone's like yeah but how do i where do i start just play with it a little bit get curious follow the path figure out what's going on 
Absolutely. Well, I love that. Yeah, have a conversation with yourself. Figure out who you are. <laughs> Figure out what you want. Yeah. Just, Sunshine, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Before we wrap up, can you please share your links where they can find you? If people want to work with you and chat with you. Yes. I could be sitting here and talk to you forever. Yes. You know that. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Let's do it. Let's just end the recording and hang out for like six hours. We'll cover all the things and I love it. Um, so I am, people can find me uh, on the socials or my website, they're all the same light up work. So lightupwork.com. I'm light up work on Facebook and Instagram, I'm technically on Twitter, but I don't, know. I don't really get Twitter. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But anyways, that's where I am. So you can find me come to my website. I've got some free stuff there too. If this is a topic that you have been playing with in your head a lot, I've got some, some free things you can help you play, help you play in the sandbox when it yeah. comes to confidence at work. Awesome. Okay. So we'll drop all the links there. If you want to get to know it, I highly recommend you to reach out to Jess. You are awesome. Love you. And um, I thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thanks, Jess. Wonderful. Thanks, Maria. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got great value from this interview. And if you'd like to ask us anything related to mindset and business, uh, share your thoughts, become a guest on this podcast you can contact me at www.mbscrowset.com please share this podcast bring your friends in and make sure you subscribe that way you can get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you become more successful in all areas of your life you can find it in all your favorite platforms and you can also find us on youtube this is mbsc Krauser, mindset and business mentor and the founder and owner of genuine strength podcast and online sending you tons of love and virtual hugs whatever in the world you are see you soon